0: And so now I'd like to thank you again for joining us for a message from our pastor at Hatchbend Apostolic Church.
1: We're in an atmosphere where His Spirit can sweep over our soul. We're in an atmosphere where His Spirit can mend, can touch us and strengthen us. We've already been rewarded for being here tonight. We've already been blessed just by being in His presence, Amen. I'm going to ask you to join with me in the Book of John, Chapter 14, and verse number six. And uh, I've been I've been kindly asked to keep it short tonight. <laughs> it was kind of a perplexed look, like if he really could pull it off or not, but. The book of John, chapter fourteen and verse six, from a very familiar place. I will talk about some familiar things, but I um, so much appreciate the Word of God. You know, it it sounds a little self serving. I don't mean it that way, but it sounds a little self serving when. We used to hear this said, perhaps, I think it's maybe a cultural thing or just a time thing. But a lot of times years ago when a minister was being introduced to come and speak, that would be preceded with words like, and now for the most important part of the service. And um, not now for the most important person in the service but the most important portion of the service, and it's the Word of God. And, and the Word of God, the longer I live, the Word of God becomes much more precious to me. It is a sustainer. The book of John, chapter 14, verse 6, Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Amen. There's lines in the sand, perimeters. Amen. There are some real consequences to his word. I'm I'm going to, you're standing, but just go with me on the screen here to Matthew 7. Jesus said, Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there be which go in thereat. Because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. Amen. I want to just talk to you tonight for a little while from what Jesus said in John 14, the way, the truth, and the life. Amen. God bless you, and you can be seated, and thank you for standing in honor to his word. But He said, I am the way. You know, the, I was praying the other morning when we were, Sunday morning, we were praying for someone down here. And I just began to think about the strength of faith that was found in the demonstration of obedience to Scripture. And I know it happens every week, multiple times, where the sick call for the elders of the church. And we were in obedience to Scripture, laying hands on them, anointing them with oil, laying hands on them. And as we began to pray, I just said to the Lord, I said, Lord, if your spirit is was powerful enough, and is powerful enough, but was, at least by example, powerful enough in Scripture that the shadow of a man passing by could heal. Then I just feel like, God, you're going to have to do something about honoring the faith that is being exhibited here we're standing on your word this is not just the protocol of our church this is not just something that we can just some contrived or uh, an idea this is not something that came uh, to fruition the method did not come to fruition uh, just in a meeting somewhere uh, of, of minds but this is in obedience to your word that the, the sick have called for the elders of the church we are anointing them with oil and we're laying hands on them and we're praying a prayer of faith and something has got to happen. There's something powerful about the Spirit in the presence of God. I hope that that scriptural stories that, that we read and sometimes are so very familiar. I hope that from the, that familiarity never breeds contempt in our heart. When we think about the incredible moment when a woman with an issue of blood who had spent all she had I think it's important to understand that this was not just a woman who had a health issue, but this was a woman who had tried everything and had spent all. And I don't think that that's just referring to finances. I certainly think that refers to that, but I believe she had spent herself trying to find an answer. And she pressed through the crowd and in the presence of this one we would refer to tonight as the way, in the presence of the way she could touch his him of his garment and that alone would be enough to stave off a life-threatening disease he meant what great faith and many people in that era in that particular time if we were to just take a snapshot of that time many people followed jesus because of his great works the loaves and the fishes and and those that were being healed and the signs the miracles the wonders were certainly enough to garner the attention of the population of that day and wherever he went there were throngs or crowds of people that gathered in and that's no different that's no different today than it would be in that day if something of that nature were taking place this building would be full to capacity plus and people in the parking lot just trying to get to the signs the miracles and the wonders we love The benefits and the blessings of serving God the way the way is an attractive thing especially from a distance amen we can look at the Lord and feel his presence and many many times people stand around the peripheral edge and they look on the spirit of God the presence of God the power of God and they think I'd like to have me some of that I would like to taste a little bit of that. Amen. It is a very attractive thing even from a distance. I believe that once a person is in a truly apostolic service, do you know what I mean when I say that? Amen. Amen, where the Spirit of God is just absolutely permitted to move and function as it should be. I believe that that when a person is in an apostolic service in the atmosphere where the presence of God is moving, I believe something begins to be revealed in a person's life in that moment. Amen, I believe that they begin to feel a little bit of what's in their future, a little bit of where God is leading them and taking them. And I believe we would all agree tonight that we are all, on a journey that God has us on a specific and a particular path, Amen. The Bible, uh, I think the the Bible is very clear about His Spirit leading us into truth, into all truth. I believe that uh, I believe that we are in a journey, are on a journey, and we are in pursuit of understanding more and more about the Lord. In John, in John six, Jesus begins to filter out. Those you see, the complexion of things had begun to change, and and uh, the signs and the miracles and wonders had, to some degree, become just a way of life, an old hat, if I may borrow that phrase, and and it was in John six that Jesus began to filter out the signs, miracles, wonders crowd. He began to filter out the fishes and the loaves crowd from those who had really bought in to the whole message. Amen, when things got a little more serious, the Bible talks about many turning away. Many turning away. In John 6 and 67, Jesus did something very bold and courageous. He looked unto the twelve. Amen, and the Bible says that he said unto them, will you also go away in john 6 67 and then in verse 68 he said and simon answered simon peter answered him lord to whom shall we go thou hast the words so of eternal life In verse that's a powerful verse but verse 69 he meant he said and we believe and are sure that thou art that christ the son of the living god he didn't say to whom else would we go or because you have the words of eternal life or where else would we go because we've just gotten so comfortable following you and we've gotten so comfortable with this way of life. We've just got so accustomed to doing what we're doing on Sunday and Wednesday. Why, what else would we do? What would we do with our Sundays? Or what would we do with our Wednesdays? No, Simon... Peter took it a little bit further. He said, we believe and we are sure that thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. What Simon Peter was saying is that we understand you're the way. And if we depart from you, then we have lost our way. I want to fall in love with the way. And when times are difficult and there will be difficult times and when the clouds hang low and times the clouds will, the clouds will hang low. We need to understand that thou are the way. You are the way. And those who only go as far as the threshold or the beginning are just the entering in, those will soon find out that they don't have enough truth or they don't have enough understanding to remain because you can't just fall in love with the hem of His garment. You can't just fall in love with an initial experience with God because as the Word of God begins to pull us into His purpose, Amen. As He begins to pull us into His purpose, if we do not have truth, if we don't have the power of God's Word fundamentally rooted, grounded in our lives, we will soon realize that I don't have enough understanding to remain. Because I'm going to tell you something, it doesn't matter how good you get the music or how well organized the programs, that will not be enough to keep you in time. Amen. We're going to have to have the Word of God. The word of God. We're going to have to have the way to help us. Amen. You can make a religion out of almost anything. But you can't make a relationship out of just everything. You can make a rel- a, rel- a religion out of the hem of His garment. You can make a religion out of a Sunday morning service at 10 a.m. You can make a religion out of anything. But you can't make a relationship out of just anything. Amen. He's so much more. He is the way. So much more. Simon. People, Peter realized that Jesus' words had eternal life. Eternal life. I don't say this because I'm speaking tonight. But because I am speaking the Word of God this evening, there is eternal life that's going forward. You didn't just come gather in to hear a lecture this evening. You didn't just gather in to a to a, a room of education. And I'm not an educator. We're not just listening with an academic ear or looking with an academic eye. But the Word of Truth is going forth. Amen. Words that have eternal life. I, I've said it many times in recent services, but Ezekiel was told just to prophesy to the wind. There was nothing there to receive the word, but there was so much life given power in the word. And so tonight if you feel there is nothing left in you to receive the word, amen, if you will just realize there is eternal life in the word. It can and it will change us. He said, I'm the truth. This is a stage where we realize the importance of the word of God, the value of the word of God. In John 17, Jesus is praying for his disciples. And he said this, he said, sanctify them by your truth. And then he didn't leave the word truth up for discussion or up for definition Amen. But he said, and your word is truth. Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. Amen. So I'm going to tell you tonight that we are sanctified by the word of God. Amen. The word of God touches us. That's why it is so vitally important to not just read the scripture from the screen. Amen. When you come to the house of God. Amen. We're doing what we can. We're just doing what we can. That's why you ought to bring your Bible to church. Amen. That's why we ought to bring our Bible to the house of God, because the Word of the Lord is truth. And so, no matter where, no matter where that truth, that word comes from, I believe there's so much power in the Word of God. I, I made mention of some of our uh, the ease of our devices nowadays this past weekend, and it's so true that uh, on our phones and tablets and and our computers we have the privilege of having the Word of God, Amen, in digital form. And so that means we. We can have it with us wherever we are. It's been, it's more convenient today. Amen. I aren't you thankful you don't have to walk into work with a big family Bible up under your arm? Amen. I little, be a little conspicuous, would not it? But you've got the Word, you've got the truth, and so when you have a little bit of downtime in a doctor's office, in a waiting room somewhere, when you're just, Amen. I when you're on hold, when you're in Walgreens waiting on a prescription, I mean You need not just have the Word of God. You might want a pack of crackers, Amen. I while you're there, but, but uh, you need to understand the value of the word of god You say well what could possibly happen you never understand the power of that word let the word amen sanctify them by your truth lord sanctify them by your truth and your word is that truth hallelujah john 3 16 it's a wonderful scripture a lot of people quote it i love it amen it's a wonderful it's a wonderful passage of scripture but we need to understand the context than which it was given. When we walk into truth, Amen, I believe that as we walk in truth, truth gets larger. Amen, we begin to grow in Him the more we understand of Him. And the more we talk about Him, the more that's unveiled in that, the more that's given in that. I remember Brother Mooney uh, in, in a session a few years ago talked about attending a session with several elders and I, I think maybe the way he talked there may have been six or eight at least that's what I gathered out of what he was saying and six or eight people for two ministers two or three days they were together and they had one passage of scripture and just one verse of scripture I don't remember that verse now but he gave it just one verse of scripture and each one of those men was given that verse and they would get up and teach on that verse. And then when they sat down, another man would get up and they would teach on that same verse. And then another man, when he sat down, another man would get up and he would teach from that same verse. Amen. Why? And how is it that you can do that? It's because truth is large. Amen. He began to talk about the things that God unearthed in that process because it's a living seed. Amen. And it's jostling the minds of men and the heart of men. The truth. Don't ever fall out of love with the truth. Amen. The truth. And loving the truth is the only thing that's going to keep our mind sound it's the only thing that's going to keep our heart right amen paul said because they had not a love for the truth that the lord gave them up and gave them over i'm going to tell you tonight because i want to stay sane spiritually and because i want to stay sound spiritually i want to fall in love and stay in love with the truth of god's word Hallelujah. Amen. When we begin to get closer to God, we see what God has in store for us. And that can be a very critical time in all of our lives. A lot of people love what they feel when they come to church. But if you don't have a love for truth, you won't be able to stay connected. Because this is more than just a feeling. I love what I feel when I come to the house of God. And I don't want to disconnect anybody here, but... But you've got to have a love for more than just the feeling. At some point, the wedding ceremony itself is going to end. At some point, the reception is going to be over. At some point, everybody's going to go home. And at some point, you're not going to be on the front page. Everybody there, everybody that was supporting, everybody that was behind, everybody that was throwing rice goes back to their life and you' got to figure it out yourself. Amen. You, you' just better not be in love with just the candles and the arbor and the flowers and the wedding march but somewhere we got to fall in love with it, with what's at the core of all of this. In John 3 and 10 the Bible says Jesus answered and said unto him, art thou a master of Israel and knowest not these things? Verily, verily, I say unto thee, we speak that we do know and testify that we have seen and receive not our witnesses. And you receive not our witness. If I had told you earthly things and you believe not, how shall you believe if I tell you heavenly things? If I can't convince you of earthly things, then how much more are you going to struggle with heavenly things? And, and then he begins to talk in verse 13. And no man hath ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the son of man, which is in heaven. Verse 14, he takes them back to the Old Testament. And as Moses, and as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the son of man be lifted up. That, so whoever, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have eternal life. Then here we come. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So after explaining the infilling of the Holy Ghost, Jesus is showing that he must be lifted up because he is the one that ascends and he is the one that descends. Amen. you got to understand, if I'm trying to talk to you about earthly things and you can't understand that, he said, you're going to really struggle when I start talking about heavenly things. And so as he began to... He began to go back into the Old Testament. He began to dig into the foundation. They knew. They knew what he was talking about. I mean, he was he was reminding them that it is now me living on the inside. And so, the more truth we get, the more glorious the the Spirit of God is. It's more than a feeling. Does that make sense? It's more than just goosebumps. It's more than just something that makes me happy for a moment. But His Spirit, every time we come together, I'm going to tell you what. The Spirit has done tonight. Among many things, it has confirmed His, His Word. It has confirmed His work in our lives. Amen. The way leads to truth. And then He says here, finally, the life. Amen. Here's where we have to lean in. <clears throat> Here's where we have are called on to not just be on the border of this. Amen. We, like every church, Amen. we have people that are around the edges. They're just kind of looking on. Then we have another portion of people that are just, amen, somewhat in the middle, but we need everybody moving to the core, amen, we need everybody gathering around the core, not just, not just out here where we don't have to really be committed, amen, or here where we're just sort of committed, but we got to be right in the center, amen, right at the core of what God is trying to do, but you see that core and those, those groups have always existed, and as long as you have, Humanity, you're going to have that. Jesus had 12. Of that 12, we know that one man was a betrayer. So of the 11, amen, there was three. Peter, James, and John. Peter, James, and John. Peter, James, and John, if we were to look at this in kind of human terms, they were the inner circle. They went with him to the Mount of Transfiguration. They were with him in Jairus' home when his daughter was healed. And in one of the three, John was his chosen. Amen. Simon Peter said, Thou art the Christ. Amen. He understood something about him. But John had a revelation. John understood another layer, another dimension. Amen. I, I, as one man said, if I had my choice, I'd rather be John. I'd rather be John. He lived the longest John understood the most. He sat with him at the Last Supper. Many, all of them were at the table, but it was John that was leaning on his shoulder. I want to tell you tonight that I don't want to just attend church from just the perimeter edge. I don't want to be a part of the kingdom of God from way out there where I can only just hear overtones of what the Spirit is saying. But I want to be able to hear the heartbeat of. God feel the breath of God amen he's the way he's the truth he is the life he is our everything he's the core he is the absolute core amen this is where at this point living for God we can be transformed amen it's at this point that the spirit of God can change our mind and our direction and our will his word and his spirit works in us to create a new person in us We don't live for ourselves, but we find ourselves more and more like the Apostle Paul and others, but the Apostle Paul, amen, the Apostle Paul was a man that was so committed to the cause and so focused upon the cause. Philippians, amen, Philippians 1 and 21. He said, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. Paul was not an arrogant man. (laughs) He was not being cavalier in this passage of Scripture. But he was just being honest. He was just sharing his heart. Verse 22, he said, But if I live in the flesh, this is the fruit of my labor. Yet, what I shall choose, I want not. And then he said, For I am in a strait betwixt two, having a desire to depart, and to be with Christ, which is far better. Nevertheless, he said, to abide in the flesh is more needful for you. I will put my needs aside. Paul was so disconnected from this world connected to that other world until the lord he was saying you can just spin me as you please do with me what you will are we brave enough to pray that prayer and live that kind of life paul said i fought a good fight i have kept the faith i have finished my course and amen this is where you find those treasures in god Amen. I, I, this is where we, we understand more about Him than we have ever been able to understand before. It's because we've turned down the noise level of everything else and we're just listening to Him and Him alone. Paul told the Philippians that to remain in this life was more needful for them. Not Him, but for them. How unselfishly He lived and served not just the kingdom, but for the kingdom's cause he served the people and this at this level and I'm I'm closing it's at this level where we really understand the blessing and the joy of serving God if we're just connected to the system it will matter to us who's singing and what they're singing if we're just connected to the train if we're just connected to the system then it will make a difference who's preaching who's not preaching but when you're connected to him i just want to be a part of what god is doing amen it's here where we we'll begin to realize the real joy of serving the lord is not just these spurts and these moments and these good times or good, these feelings but but it's eternity eternity is in view and so we think about life and how quickly life, uh, how quickly life slips away. We think about uh, and sometimes the, the block of life that is described for us in Scripture—seventy years, or if by reason of strength there be eighty—that can seem short or long, depending on where you are, I suppose. But but you see, it was be nothing if we compare it to eternity. Nothing, just a brief moment, a splash in time. And so when we think about life against eternity, then whatever we are going through, we could be like the Apostle Paul and refer to that as a light affliction. Because we're living for a higher reward. This is not all there is. If this is it, we would be of all men most miserable. The writer of Hebrews said, Wherefore, seeing we are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin of which does so easily beset us and run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. And so here's where it really boils down to, and I'm not making any disparaging remarks about the lady that touched the hem of his garment. But just to make an example or use an example, at some point we have to not, we have to lose our focus on the hem of his garment and look into the eyes of. Of him. We may can get a few needs met down here at the hem of his garment. But she never got to know him. And so church can just be about let me walk in and get my tank filled up again. And I hope I get enough to get me here back. Back here on Sunday, and then Sunday I'm going to fill up again. I hope I got enough to get me back to Wednesday. You see, that's living down here on this edge. But if I can stand up and look into His eyes and put my head on His chest and hear His heart, amen. I want to fall in love with the way, the truth, the life. Amen. Because the more, the closer we get to the Lord, the less we see of ourselves and we think of ourselves. But it's just about Him. Amen. I don't want to just fall in love with the with the Spirit of God, but I want to let the Spirit of God lead me to the truth of God and let the truth of God ground me in the life of God. Amen. The way, the truth, and the life. He's a good God, isn't He? Amen. He is a good God. I'm thankful tonight to be here. Thankful for His Word. Thankful for the privilege to preach his word and teach it, and I consider it to be always be a privilege.
0: Hello and thank you for joining us for the Hatchbend Apostolic Church Web Broadcast. In our society today, some, and yes, sadly, maybe even most, question the value of preaching in their lives. But we still believe what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. In essence, Paul preached that God has chosen the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. and So that's why we still place such a high value on the preached Word of God in agreement to the Scripture. And so now I'd like to thank you again for joining us for a message from the pulpit of Hatchbend Apostolic Church.